Hey everyone, uh, this is Tori Cameron. Oh, and my infant is joining us <laughs> uh, for this yeah. Steam Up the Classroom podcast. I currently have uh, my little baby who's three months old in my arms, so you probably will hear him a little bit. He was asleep, and then I started uh, talking to my guest, and he has decided to wake up and join the conversation. But anyway, let's get into it. Danielle Ployer is our guest today on the podcast. And um, she actually reached out to me and asked to come on so we could chat about our love of STEAM. And I honestly think that we could probably talk for days because of all the amazing things she's doing. So I'm really excited she's on. So welcome, Danielle. Hello. Um, yeah, I was first introduced to your podcast a little bit after you posted, I think, episode 12, oh. the one that you did with your students. That's one and, of my favorites. Yeah, as I was perusing Apple Podcasts a while back. And you have such a calming voice and a calming demeanor. Oh, my gosh. And your work with the kids and how you inspire their creativity and stuff. I just was like, I love her. Oh, thank <laughs> <And> you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me today. And um, I really would like to learn more about your love of cardboard and how you're so hands-on with your students. Okay. More about that. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about that first? And then we can devote the rest of the episode to how much uh, all the amazing things you're doing? Yes, that would be awesome. All right. And my infant really is grunting and uh, <laughs> making lots of little baby noises right now. <laughs> It's very cute. Oh, you can hear him. Okay, so that means listeners are hearing too. Um, <laughs> his first podcast. Anyway. Um, you should take a picture. To <laughs> I should. <laughs> but I'm in my pajamas. Um, so, uh, yeah, I absolutely love cardboard, and that's one of the first things that I started using with my students um, when I started uh, integrating STEAM into just my regular ed classroom and, uh, before I turned into a STEAM lab teacher. Yeah. And I would just have like little challenges. Um, we did the cardboard challenge where students created arcades out of the cardboards in honor of Kane's Arcade. And they just absolutely loved it. And um, that was at the beginning of the year uh, in around October. And <laughs> as the year progressed, uh, my collection of cardboard uh, would increase as the kids would bring it in, and yeah. um, and then every every once in a while we'd have another challenge. We did um, Game of Thrones challenge. I, I remember you mentioning that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, none of my students actually watched Game of Thrones, and that's probably good. I hate to admit, and much to my husband's dismay, I actually don't watch Game of Thrones either. Mm -hmm. Mostly because no no hate against it. I just I'm the kind of person that needs like rainbows and, and sparkles and, and happiness in yeah. anything that I watch or else it stresses me out for days. So yeah. in, in that category. <laughs> so. I definitely do not have time to watch uh, such a long, lengthy series. Yeah. But I'm very interested, especially in the throne and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, everyone has been talking about it and you know, I'm glad I don't watch it because they would have spoiled the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Everywhere online, right? Um, but 
I love the cardboard thing. Um, today I taught my first engineering design club session with um, 12 sixth graders. And uh, that was really cool. I got to meet a lot of the kids for the first time. Some I work with through robotics already. I mentor 35 um, junior first Lego league, first Lego league, first tech challenge, first robotics competition and Vex teams, which is a lot. <laughs> yes, it is. But today I wanted to teach the design process. Um, and so like uh, empathizing like a problem, why it matters, defining the problem, ideate, prototype, test, share. Mm -hmm. and um, today they had to develop phone cases that made it more difficult to um, turn off the alarm in the morning. Interesting. I wanted to see what they would come up with and every single one was very different. And <laughs> I had one that the kids uh, cut up zip ties and they taped it to the top of the phone case on this little cardboard flap so that when you put your hand over the phone, it like stabs you. Um, <laughs> so, like, mm, six year writers. <laughs> I was not surprised. Um, and then I had some that you were supposed to strap to your ceiling in a big cardboard box to make it hard. So yeah, it was, it was a wild time. Uh, I'm so glad to be starting the class, but the cardboard definitely was a large component of today's lesson. Yeah. As well. I got to teach him CAD too, which was super cool. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, cardboard is just like one of those things that really, it's just, you can use it for anything. And oh. when you give kids cardboard and say, here, like, what can you come up with? It always astonishes me astonishes me what they actually do come up with when i was doing when i was doing the game of thrones challenge i probably should explain what that is because now now we've mentioned it it, it was yeah. um a challenge where the kids had to make a throne or a seat where um you could sit on it uh, and it had and it had to be a regular size so it, it wouldn't it couldn't be like on the ground where they were sitting mm -hmm. their knees couldn't be above their hips and it had to be like a regular size seat um and uh and just the difference between what they came up with was mm -hmm. hilarious and awesome and they got so into it and that's actually my profile picture on twitter i'm on one of the thrones and sometimes i'm like mm, maybe i'll change my picture it's it's been a little while then i just i gotta keep it i love I love sitting on the cardboard throne. <laughs> I love how you can see when through the kids' designs, their sense of humor and their personalities. Oh, yeah. It so cool. Um, it's a little crazy. Um, the age gap between myself and my students are not that, is not that large, actually. Right. We probably should tell listeners that you're oh, yeah. only 18. I am, yes. I uh, have been very busy. I've been um, working in STEM education or STEAM education since I was uh, 10. Um, I was homeschooled for a large portion of my childhood up until um, around the middle of sophomore year of high school. Yeah. And um, I one time was at Costco, and which is a store. I don't know if you uh, have it up there. Oh, yeah. I have Costco in New England. Yeah. Okay. Love Costco. It's basically like a giant... Um, what, what would you expect? It's like a giant warehouse kind of like Sam's Club. Can, yeah, Sam's Club, where you can buy everything in bulk, and you want to spend all your money there and spend hours and buy everything. They also have tons of free cardboard, which is Ooh, cool. That's true. They pack everything in cardboard instead of bags, right? Yes. And um, I saw a bunch of animal puppets when I was around ten, and I was like, Mom, I would really like to teach an animal science class. And my mom, being the gracious, loving woman she is, said yes. 
and let me teach a kindergarten class. Um, she let me come up with the lesson plans, pick all the books I'd be reading to the kids, draw out um, coloring sheets for them, everything. So since then, I haven't stopped. <laughs> and um, I've gone on to put on over 30 STEM programs, I think in the past year and a half. Wow. I've put on classes. Uh, I'm very passionate about like illustration and photography and stuff. I've put on a lot of engineering classes, science classes, all that type of stuff um, for a very wide age range. And I work with K through 12 now, which is cool since I recently graduated last June. Was it June? I think so. Time flies. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've been very busy since then. <laughs> yeah, you definitely have been. I've been researching you ever since you reached out and just, I feel like I could read about you for, for days and still wouldn't be done reading through your resume. <laughs> like, you've done I, more than what people who, who have been doing this for their whole career have done. I went into it with um, some very like uh, clearly defined goals and I've been attacking them ever since. Um, like one of my goals, like my main goal, I guess, is to be a consistent resource in STEAM. So providing frequent touch points in STEAM so that kids gain the skills they need to become proficient in mm -hmm. it, as well as, you know, going into the, their future and their future careers and in high school and college and everything, and just understanding the concepts of STEAM. So that's my goal. So that means working with the kids a lot more than um, one typically would. So um, I have a lot of weekly programs, every other week programs, uh, newsletters, blogs, <laughs> webinars, it keeps me busy, <laughs> but I enjoy every single bit of it. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing it, obviously, but right. I love it so much. Um, how many students do you have, by the way? I, so I see the whole school in this grades three through six, and I have a, about three, um, 750. That's awesome. That's so yeah. cool. Um, what kind of resources do you have in your STEAM lab? So um, we've been building it, and um, and so let's see. I have um, green screens and iPads. Mm -hmm. um, I, I love the green screens. They're I'm jealous. So <laughs> um, we have Ozobots. We just got Spiros, um, for, and I'm going to play with them all summer so I can get them ready for next year. Um, I, what else do I have? We have Mickey Makey kits and mm -hmm. little bits, um, Love Legos. Those. I have, uh, like different games like Marble Run, um, and like, like things that you can just kind of tinker around with, yeah, um, yeah. that like connect each other, um, <laughs> tools, um, and I just got a grant for Nintendo Labos and Nintendo Switches, and that's a big program that's going to start in the fall. Um, sewing machines. We have a 3D printer, but it keeps breaking. <laughs> so that's been a little bit of an issue, but we still have one. I just got a 3D printer um, from SolidWorks. They sent me a uh, 3D Wax Sindo printer. Uh, which was so nice of them. They've been very supportive of my um, STEAM educational journey. And um, yeah, I cannot wait to use it with my new students in my design club. It's, it's Yeah, really that was like the number one thing that the kids wanted to use that in the green screen. And I, mm -hmm. I just don't know what kept happening with the 3D printer. And unfortunately, the company that um, we got it from, they're not super helpful. The whole mm -hmm. customer service. I'm not gonna say who they are, but I don't want to put them on blast. But yeah, 
Yeah, it's so it's been a little bit of a struggle with in that, but everything else has been really amazing, and the kids have loved it. And I was talking to my principal the other day, um, and just talking about the curriculum that I did mm-hmm. this year. And I think really I'm going to almost entirely change everything that I did next year for next year, because um, this year for next year, because I've realized the capabilities of not only the students but also um, just the different pieces of technology materials in my class mm-hmm. and I want to do more and I want to do a lot more that's uh, cross-curricular so I want to pull um, their subjects that they're learning uh, with their homeroom teachers I want to pull those much more into the lab and and use um, just like have more social studies have more literacy have more you know, regular science and math and just have that integrated just deeper in the life. And uh, to go back on a previous point you were saying about like the students' capabilities not really realizing, people, a a lot of people, even parents don't necessarily realize how crazy smart the kids are. You obviously do because you're, you work with the kids, but they are brilliant. And being able to teach them uh, STEAM skills is so cool. Um, They've taught me. Yeah, they're so talented. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was just telling my principal today, I have a Promethean board in my room, and he was like, how'd you figure this out? And I was like, I didn't. One of my students did. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you, you can just give them some technology to work with, and they're going to, you know, just create amazing things. Like, um, I teach a lot of my students to use the SolidWorks app for kids, which it is used to teach CAD. Mm-hmm. Um, and the kids today came up with the coolest thing. They were designing the phone cases, but they were able to uh, see it and teach other kids how to like sharpen their designs and change the colors and things, um, you know, even before I could teach them. And so I was like blown away by how fast they were just learning it and how much they liked it. So that's awesome. It was, it, yeah, I'm very like pumped up about this uh, class right now. I've been working on it for several months now. And we're going to be making hydraulic arms with syringes. And we're going to be building robots, too, which is super oh. cool. Um, I don't know if you noticed in your perusal of my online presence, but um, I developed a robot that costs $18.95 for kids. Yes, um, every kid gets a robot. Yes. I, um, in the past, I funded a lot of our STEAM programs. And uh, that I was working with through the robotics team when I was in high school and then now on my own. And I was going broke. <laughs> rapidly. Yeah, um, I would think. And I also wanted to provide support for teams who couldn't necessarily afford a lot of resources or couldn't start a team right away. So we started with a less than $50 robot that one of um, my Dean's List award winning students won. And then I was like, I think I can make it cheaper. And I did. And uh, it has gone from there to teach many a student about STEM or STEAM. And uh, it's been really cool because they've been able to design their own wheels in the SolidWorks app for kids. They've been able to uh, full color 3D print stuff, which is amazing. Uh, So yeah, it has been so much fun, but the cost factor is definitely there. But I'm excited 
work with uh, my new students and build robots with them, which is like the most fun thing. I'm a huge robotics person. Yeah, I, I can yeah. tell. I mean, even just by how excited you're talking, but um, yeah. just when I was checking you out online, um, you have a lot going on with robotics, which I think is awesome. And I think especially it's amazing that um, as a female, um, mm -hmm. you're really putting yourself out there and it's not easy being in a field that a lot of, um, that's mostly men and, and especially you being so young and so knowledgeable. I know it must be difficult at times to put yourself out there in large groups and, and, and speak to conferences and, and create courses and approach people. I'm sure it's not always easy. Yeah, actually, when I was in high school, I was on um, I was on two different first robotics competition teams. And the first one I was on, I was bullied so badly. Um, they were like, you're a girl, you can never do well in STEAM. You're never going to amount Ugh. to anything. And I was like, okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> so yeah. And I joined another team, and it was an amazing experience. I still work with Benzene Bots now. And... Um, you're right. It is not easy. And it, it was a really hard experience, but I was able to turn it into something where I was like, you know what, I'm going to prove them wrong. I'm going to work even harder. I'm going to study harder. I'm going to do what I want to do with the kids and, you know, train them more in steam and stuff. But yeah, it, it's not easy. And um, I've had students approach me even saying, you know, I'm, I'm a girl, you know, this is, there's a lot of guys in this class. Like I'm, I'm not meant to be here. Like the boys obviously are taking, you know, so much charge in this. And I'm like, you're meant to be here. And then the kids go home with their own robot and that they build. And, you know, to see that happen and to see like their eyes light up when they talk about it and their knowledge just increase is so cool. Like that's why I'm doing this. And seeing you be successful in it and be excited about it, I'm sure helps those kids and especially girls that feel unsure of being there. Like, you know, it's not easy being the only uh, girl in the room. Definitely not. It's definitely not easy um, feeling not confident, even though it's something that you want to pursue, but you're not sure about it. So as a role model, um, I'm sure you, these girls really look up to you. Oh, and my baby's laughing. Hey, he's asleep and he's laughing in his sleep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I have two all girls teams, uh, junior F or first Lego league and um, first tech challenge um, in my state. Uh, the first Lego League is for fourth and fifth graders, and then first Tech Challenge is middle school, which has shifted in other states. Um, but they're all girls teams, and I get to bring them on field trips, and I get to do a lot of activities with them, and I'm very, very hands-on with them, and it is so cool to see how much they've learned. And, like, um, I was at the first Detroit World Championship this year, and uh, I got to uh, take the girls on a field trip, which is super cool. That's super cool. Yeah, and I'm surprised their parents just let me, you know. <laughs> but uh, I also got to present and stuff on um, developing creative um, STEAM education, and I got to involve some of my high school students. It was a really good experience. But yeah, involving the girls is extremely important to me. Um, even through, uh, I published how many? <laughs> Five um, STEAM books. Um, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and they're for younger kids because I feel like a lot of young kids get overlooked sometimes in STEAM programs mm -hmm. um, in favor of a lot of the middle school and high school students. So I created um, 
coloring pages because um, my students, my high school students travel during the summer and I'm like, you guys are missing out on prime outreach. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to give them something to bring with them. because The majority of my students are Indian. They go back to India and I'm like, well, I don't know Hindi. I'm like, how, how am I going to communicate my point in steam? So <laughs> I, developed the books I had some help from some students around my county which was super cool and uh, I ended up drawing I think it was around 85 or so pages wow uh, which was it was a lot I really like drawing but after this I never wanted to draw again <laughs> um, but it has been really cool because I get to represent a lot of girls uh, doing smart things that they might not necessarily see themselves doing in the media you know like right. um, a girl with vitiligo um, being a doctor, or uh, a girl, a young girl with cancer having a robot puppy and programming, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it doesn't have any words so that it can go anywhere in the world, and my students can bring it wherever they're going. And I'm working on an app right now. Never made an app, <laughs> so it has been a process. Um, but yeah, I really value, you know, girls seeing examples of themselves in the media. Like, I value that so much. It's, like, my number one thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it has been really cool that I've been able to do that. So quickly, I'm surprised to draw that much. I thought when you're was. motivated. <laughs> yes. It sounds like when you're motivated, you get it done. <laughs> yes. I, um, I was introduced to this lovely thing called Rockstar Energy Drinks. <laughs> and uh, uh, from there on, I was like, zoom. But, yeah. It's, I get to bring them to my robotics teams as well. I get to send them to other robotics teams, the books. Um, but I'm working on the app because I talk a lot about like um, environmental care and stuff. And it's ironic that they're being printed on paper. So it's time for an app. <laughs> That's cool. And I also really like um, that you're making it accessible to all types of learners and all types <laughs> of students across the world because, um, you know, I'll, being in the United States, there's a lot of different languages that are spoken, and to learn English is one thing, but to learn the words in English for specific, um, like STEAM vocabulary, it, it definitely is difficult for oh students yes. to have um, a different way of learning them, I'm sure is incredibly helpful. One of um, my peers who I graduated from Benzene Bots with, um, he's uh, Puerto Rican, and um, he has such a thick accent, and he wasn't able to pronounce a lot of the words. Brilliant. He is so brilliant, but he wasn't able to always convey what he wanted to say, and it was really discouraging for him, and it made me sad. Um, but uh, the city that I live in is extremely diverse. Um, it, we have almost all of my teams are all Indian, which is interesting. Um, so yeah, I definitely think I, the diverse mindset I have is not that typical, um, which is a bummer, you know, uh, yeah. Troy, where I live, it's, it, it, it's not, it's very unusually diverse. So is it near Detroit? Yes. Around 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, our county is a very mixed bag, though. It is a pretty affluent community, but we also have communities that are a bit more struggling, like Pontiac, um, and it is very diverse. Uh, I'm a huge uh, participant in something called the Oakland County Competitive Robotics Association. Huge fan of it. Um, I got to participate as a high school student in the 
competition for uh, the high school students. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot like FIRST Robotics. You have six weeks to build a robot, um, and then you compete. And this year I got to judge. They let me judge, you know, kids my same age, so that was wow. cool. That's really um, amazing. It was awesome. I, I don't know why they let me do it, but I did it to the best of my ability, and I enjoyed it a lot. And then they also let me help coordinate it for now uh, middle school students for the first tech challenge program through Okra. And that was amazing. I absolutely love doing that. Um, And I got to put on uh, one of the events in Pontiac at Pontiac middle school. And yeah, it, it's an amazing program. I love first tech challenge. I don't know how much experience you have with it, but um, first is like my favorite thing ever. Yeah. I don't have any experience with first. You should. I know. I know all about it, but I I don't have any personal experience with it. It is a lot of fun. Um, it sounds like it's just an incredible opportunity. Oh yeah. It sounds like you guys learn so much, and um, the participants, the kids that do it, love it. Oh yeah. I don't. I don't think I've met a single kid who's like not liked it. You know. Yeah. Um, and. Like, for example, this past weekend, I was emceeing at a First Tech Challenge uh, spring competition. Uh, it was terrifying, as usual, emceeing and hearing your voice echo, you know, in the room. It's like, team one, one, three, nine, four, 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 four. <laughs> um, but it was really cool. And uh, there was 11 rookie teams there at the event. That's so awesome. They, they're from Detroit. I was in Hamtramck, which is right near Detroit. And they were all competing for the first time. I had to help some of them build the robots because not all of them had finished. But they were able to compete, and it was super cool to see that many teams competing at one event who are rookies. Um, So, yeah, it's great. Robotics is, I think, an amazing way to introduce STEAM to kids. Mm -hmm. Um, You mentioned earlier that you like to see STEAM uh, and uh, different populations um, Mm -hmm. in the media. Just a side note, have you ever watched the TV show The Fosters that was on um, Freeform slash ABC Family? I have not actually. I've heard no. of it, but I- yeah, um, one of the characters on that show, um, she was in Steam, their Steam Club at the high school, and mm-hmm. her, her name is Mariana. And um, mm-hmm. and it, I thought it was such a great storyline that they added to that show. Um, and I think it because they're freeform. I'm sure has majority for shows like that I'm sure they have majority uh, girls watching or mm-hmm. people like me that just absolutely love a good high school show <laughs> I just can't seem to to leave YA books or TV shows um, but yeah they they had her storyline of um, falling in love with steam and, and robotics and coding and I need to watch it now you're yeah she crazy. wanted to just you know be the best that she could be and then the, they ended up making a spin-off show called mm-hmm. good trouble and um, now she has graduated um, MIT and she's working as an engineer and now her storyline is um, and is basically how she's handling being one of the only females in her engineer engineering workplace and how um, she has all these big ideas but does, isn't always listened to because uh, she's a female and she's a female of color and mm-hmm. it's I've really liked I mean I've I've always been a fan of 
the Fosters, but I really liked um, her storyline for Good Trouble too because it, I just think it's so realistic. And I think for um, any girls that want to pursue STEAM or want to pursue any type of STEM fields, um, mm -hmm. she's a great representation. She's a great role model for um, for girls to get interested in. And I, feel just looked, I just looked up the like movie poster or TV show poster of it, and actually, I follow her on Instagram. And I've been watching, she does some experiments, like one time she did like this egg experiment on the uh, pavement and stuff like that. She is such a great spokesperson for Steve. Yeah. She's such a nice, lovely, talented person. And um, yeah, I, I have uh, paid attention to her work. I just haven't seen it on the Fosters. So that's cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. All right, I wanna talk to you about, um, how you were homeschooled yes. up until your sophomore year of high school. So, um, I mean, were your, are your parents big into STEAM themselves, or is this something that you've kind of found on your own? How did they support you and with your such deep interests in the STEAM fields? So my dad is actually an electrical engineer. Cool. And he owns his own electrical engineering design firm that I actually work for right now called Advanced Technologies. And we develop control systems for manufacturing. And that's really cool. I love working with him. I get to learn a lot more about um, like electrical uh, diagram catting. I get to learn about programming through Visual Basic, all that type of stuff. I really enjoy it. Um, my mom is more on the artistic end. She uh, has her own like scarf business where she uh, paints silk scarves and stuff oh wow uh, growing up though i didn't have the biggest integration to steam i would say more the arts and i was in art camp and that type of stuff a lot but not necessarily the math and science angle so i did teach myself a lot of that stuff a little bit later on um but it, it was interesting because i've had now the public school angle and the middle school angle and it's really what made me want to pursue um, curriculum, like development, that type of stuff, and where I'm kind of going towards a bit, um, especially with the coloring books and stuff that I made. Mm -hmm. um, because I saw a lot of the science books, especially, and a lot of the engineering books for kids, they, they weren't even in color when I was a kid. Right. Um, yeah. And there weren't a lot of really good options, to be honest. And I was like, things have to change. And that kind of fueled me wanting to teach younger kids about it as well. Um, but yeah, I definitely didn't have that much of an integration, especially to science, I would say. I had a lot of experience with like geology and stuff, but not necessarily out of that. So when I got to high school, it was a bit of a shock, but I was able to adapt qu quickly, luckily. <laughs> um, but it, it was an interesting change for sure. I was not at all prepared. I thought I was. <laughs> I didn't even really understand how high school students dressed <laughs> or <laughs> talked. <laughs> I, was, I came to high school and I was like, oh no. <laughs> um, I have to say though that both really contributed to two different parts of my personality, like um, and interests. Uh, homeschooling really contributed to my entrepreneurial kind of spirit and being a go-getter and wanting to you know seeing a problem and being like I can solve it you know and then um high school and public high school really helped me become a better public speaker and yeah, it also sure. solidify my technical skills 
which was something that is important. Um, I've been, uh, you know, catting for a while and I've been, um, doing a lot of STEM related things for a while, but in high school, I was able to finally solidify it and get way better at it. And now I can teach kids it, which is, you know, that's the best part, I think. Um, and, you know, make robots, which who doesn't want to make robots? I, I think every um, kid wants their own robot. <laughs> hence the name. <laughs> um, every kid gets a robot. But, um, <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was an interesting, interesting journey. I um, didn't really ever think I was going to go to public school. And um I was a little bummed out when I was homeschooled because it wasn't a really diverse environment, especially religiously or even like skin color wise. It, that kind of made me sad because um, I just didn't have a lot of experience with different types of people. And then um, I got to public school and I was like, whoa, this is so cool. Uh, there's so many different religions. I, I genuinely didn't know. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, I there was definitely positives and there were definitely negatives. Yeah. I, in the long run, um, given like my entrepreneurial skills and interests and um, being able to pursue what I would like to, you know, I think that was the most important aspect of the homeschooling. Um, but yeah, I don't really meet that many people who are homeschooled. You know? No, there's not there's not many people around um, this neck of the woods either. I yeah. Think- I- I mean, like in in Massachusetts, I think it's a very, very small population of people. I know more in um, rural areas where school's Mm -hmm. like an hour away. I know uh, like in the Midwest and stuff like that, a lot more homeschooled. Mm-hmm. So when you're yeah. homeschooled, did you have like meetups where yeah. uh, you would meet up with other homeschool kids? Is that what you're talking about when you mean it, when you mean it wasn't very diverse? Yes. So I was part of the Helping Others Master Education group at Faith Lutheran Church, and <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I that's where I taught my classes. I taught an animal science class. I taught a paper doll class. I taught um, some applicable arts class. I taught thinking uh, Lego stuff like that. Cool. And, Um, I taught with kindergartners and then like some first and second graders. Um, but when I first, uh, you know, insisted on teaching classes and my parents let me, thankfully, um, the faculty of the um, board, like the uh, helping others master education, um, home, homeschool group. (laughs) Um, (laughs) that makes sense. They, um, weren't necessarily that they weren't not at all used to seeing someone who's like, I'm 10 and I would like to teach a class. <laughs> um, so it started out where uh, I was able to help them start a, uh, what's it called? Student government for homeschool students. Which was That's really awesome. Cool. Yeah. And I got to be president, I think, for two years. I think. I forget. It was a while ago. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a really cool experience. I was glad to be able to participate with my peers and stuff like that. Um, but I've always been one that I get along the most with adults and kids. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I still got to teach my classes up until I left and, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Thank um, you. so I know that you are taking a gap year this year. Yeah. Can we talk yeah. about that? What, yeah. what made you want to take a gap year? I am, I did not take a gap year in between high school and college, but I am so pro people taking gap years because I just feel like 
it's a chance to really explore and to find yourself. Um, you know, I knew when I was leaving high school and entering college, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. But once yeah. I got to college, all of the different opportunities that college brought to me, I my mind got scrambled and I didn't know what mm -hmm. I wanted to do because I felt like there was just so many things that I could be doing and right. I wanted to try them all. And I ended up trying them all and, and dabbling while I was in college. And I ultimately left my undergrad without a teaching degree because mm -hmm. I just had, you know, I wanted to try a whole bunch of things. And then um, I ended up going back for my master's in education and, and here mm -hmm. I am teaching now. But I just feel like a gap year is such a great opportunity to do all of that self self um, exploration and really being able to find what your interests are and in, in setting goals and everything like that. So tell us about your gap year. I went into it thinking this is going to be a perfect opportunity to rest. Um, <laughs> and you are not <laughs> resting. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, and then I also a little bit last year I started I started 17 robotics teams last season. Yes, I helped. I I didn't obviously start them all by myself. I had a lot of help and I did it with the parents and everything. Um but I got very much attached to my teams uh and expanded in the amount of teams that I was working with up to 35, which is crazy. Uh, I work with them every day, which is awesome. But uh, I really wanted to work with the teams, and also for financial reasons, I wanted to work with my dad especially, um, so that I could be able to go to college. Mm -hmm. um, and I realized, I was like, wait a minute, I can do all of the projects I've been thinking about doing all in one year. <laughs> so, and uh, really beef up that resume for college. <laughs> that's not even it. I didn't even think about it that way until people were like, that's really good for college. And I'm like, oh, and I'm, I was going to be doing this, you know, whether or not I was going to college even. And I will be going to college for mechanical engineering. Um, I really love it. Um, but it was one of those things where I was like, I really would like to be teaching classes and working with the teams and putting on um, robot inspection practices and, um, uh, you know, having the books and everything. I released the books in late January and I also released the robot in late January. So <laughs> I have <laughs> been at it um, and I've gotten to speak at um, some really cool um events and conferences like SolidWorks World, the first Detroit World Championship in 2018 and 2019, uh, and then uh, the SolidWorks User Advocacy Day in Boston, which was cool. Oh, you're um, in Boston? Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, I got to take my mom with me, which was really cool. Um, she's like, I raised you, and now I, you get to take me on vacations. <laughs> <laughs> well, a side note, did you enjoy Boston? Did you get to see anything? That's where I, I'm, I was, I'm just outside of Boston. Yeah, I was there very briefly. Um, I flew in to speak at the User Advocacy Day, um, and then I had to fly out the next day, sadly. But I have family in the area in Salem, uh, so I'm up there now and then. But, oh. uh, yeah, I got to – when I was in Dallas, Texas, I brought a student with me for SolidWorks World. Um, I got to spend more time uh, just seeing the city a bit more, and with my student, we got to ride scooters around, which was cool. That's fun. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, it was interesting bringing a 15 year old student with me, you know, across the <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> I, I had my mom with me, um, thankfully. But uh, yeah, it, that was really cool. Uh, I lost track of what we were talking about uh, originally. <laughs> I we're talking about your gap year and all the amazing oh, yes. things you're doing. 
Yes. And um, it's very easy to get sidetracked because you're just doing so many things. Yeah, I keep myself busy. I really have a lot that I want to accomplish. And even now, I don't think I have done that much. I think that I have a lot more that I would like to do to help students, especially. Like, there's just so much room to help people. And that's what I want to be doing and what I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying my best. Um, but yeah, I definitely have been making the most of the gap year. Uh, I'm extremely busy. Would you recommend a gap year to anyone that's thinking of doing it? Oh, 100%. Because I don't, uh, talking to a lot of my peers, a lot of them don't know what they want to do. No. Um, and even they're still in, they're in college right now and they don't know what they want to pursue. And I'm like, a gap year could have made it so that you could have spent time learning skills in, you know, a STEAM subject or in, say you wanted to do fashion, you could work on a fashion line or something during that time and then go into it once you feel like that's what you actually want to be doing with your life. Oh yeah. Um, for me, I didn't necessarily go with a career focus. I just did what I wanted to do. And then it kind of happened to be all in the same subject. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think that a lot of people can really discover themselves and discover what they want to be doing with their lives. Because I mean, especially in my community, the doctor, engineer, lawyer thing is really pushed. And uh, I don't think that's for everyone. No, I think it's definitely not. And even in STEAM, there's so many different things that you could be doing. Right. Like, and there's, there's a lot of fields in STEAM, too, that you don't even need uh, a college degree for. There's right. A, yeah. And a lot of kids don't realize that you can go into STEAM and, or STEM and you can make mm -hmm. a lot of money and not have to go to college. Right. And like one of my friends, he's at the University of Washington as a cellular researcher and he loves it. He is obsessed with it. And, um, you know, his experiences in high school led him to want to pursue that. And I think that, though, for most kids, um, they don't know the possibilities are limitless with STEAM careers. And they don't necessarily know what they want to do. And I think that a gap year would really help encourage that. Now, I, you know, ever since I was younger, I was kind of like, I'm probably going to go into something technical, um, whether it be electrical engineering, mechanical engineering, or, or even business. I think that in general, a business degree is good. Mm -hmm. Just, um, you know, especially with the books and all that stuff, I think in the future, I will go for a business degree. Um, <clears throat> but right now, obviously, the engineering is what I'm the most excited about. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially at Makerspaces, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that like I have one friend, he's my best friend. I take him volunteering with me all the time uh, to different STEM things. And we've even, um, uh, what is it? We co-mentored a team together, which was really cool. A uh, first tech challenge team. Um, but he is going to his third year of college and he just now <laughs> realized that he wanted to do computer science, but he thinks that he'd be better at physics and it, it just stuff like that where if he had taken some time and had he been kind of allowed to, because, you know, a lot of family pressure might not allow you to do that. Mm -hmm. I think that he would have discovered more what he wanted to do and kind of, you know, not necessarily wasted that time, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I also think too, I mean, at least I know through my own experience, I put a lot of pressure on myself too, to mm -hmm. figure everything out and to 
finish college in four years and to go straight from high school to college and not really give myself time to just breathe and think. And I think there's a lot of pressure from um, graduating seniors that that's what they have to do. They have to go to college. They have to finish in four years or else they'll be behind. They'll be behind everyone else. Everyone is going to have a career before them. And that's not the case at all. And, uh, you know, the kids that take the take their time or um or even just when they're at college they realize hey this isn't the major for me but if i switch i'm gonna have to have a fifth year of college and then i'll be behind everyone else is is it right. worth it and there's there's really no race it's like right. race to nowhere um and i think hearing someone like you who is so passionate and who has taken a gap year i think mm-hmm. people I'm, I'm sure I have a lot of uh, adult listeners, but mm-hmm. anyone listening to that, maybe they'll think twice about um, supporting someone who wants to take a gap year and say, oh, yeah, it probably is a really good idea. But I want to know, is your gap year ending um, at the end of this summer? Uh, so I plan on, um, I got into some really nice colleges, but I plan on going to Wayne State University, which is in Detroit. Um, in the spring, I believe, uh, because it's very close, I get to still work with my teams, which is awesome. That's awesome. And a lot of my friends are there. So it's a perfect fit for me, honestly. Um, and I have a lot of uh, family stuff that I work with as well, um, and take care of. And in the future, I would really like to go to Cornell, um, for grad for engineering or the University of Washington. I love Seattle. It is beautiful. I don't know if you had to go. I've never been. It is absolutely stunning. Um, and the coffee is good. <laughs> um, you know, Starbucks originated there, and the, the coffee is amazing. Um, <laughs> so many coffee shops everywhere. It's like, perfect. Um, that's where I can live for the rest of my life. But, and they have some great, like, a computer science museum that's super fun, and an aerospace museum. And, yeah, that's really awesome. Uh, but yeah, I plan on going for mechanical engineering and around spring, I might start some classes in the fall. I'm not quite sure how that's going to go yet, but I do need a little bit of a break. When I say a break, I mean, get my app done. (laughs) (laughs) So not a break, just a different route. (laughs) Yeah, just a different type of break. Um, but yeah, and uh, earlier, I think in October, I'm going to be going to the American Indian Science and Engineering um, Conference in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm excited about that. I am uh, Ojibwa, and um, I'm from the Sault Ste. Marie tribe up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that because the percentage of women uh, Native American women in STEM is so tiny. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Wait, wait, I have a statistic on my website. Let me pull it up. Okay. <clears throat> so according to the National Science Foundation, so science slash engineering bachelor's degrees earned by American Indian or Alaska Native women in 2014 were 1,763 women. Yeah. And when I was a kid, I'm very black. I'm very pale. I was able to see role models who look like me especially in um, STEAM, even in the Mythbusters and stuff. When I was younger, I saw people who looked like me. But yeah. there are so many other girls that don't have that opportunity and right. feel like they don't belong because of that. Mm-hmm. And that, that like, tears me up. Because for a kid to think that a career isn't for them or a path, when it, it's so broad, they, they don't realize that. And they think that, oh, it's for men. It's for men, you know. Yep can't do this. And I'm like, you can do this and you're going to be amazing at it. 
And the all girls teams, they are so talented. Oh yeah. Girl power. Oh yeah. And the thing is, is that uh, people I've heard a lot, um, that, uh, boys are more technically minded and I disagree. I see, Uh, I see students, especially if you explain it to them, you give them the opportunity to succeed. They're going to succeed. Exactly. And, um, and every single person learns a different way and thinks oh, a different sure. way. No one thinks the same. To even categorize that and be like, oh, boys are a different type of thinker than girls. I mean, that's, right. oh, so that's just and not, that's not a great way of looking at it. <laughs> I agree. And um, even I feel some boys get pressured into what uh, uh, STEAM careers when it might not necessarily be for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously STEAM is so broad. There's so many things you can be doing, but I feel like that um, teaching, my goal ultimately in all the things that I'm doing isn't to produce future engineers or scientists. My goal is to boost their critical thinking skills and overall ability to become stronger in STEAM because that's going to help them in so many different careers. It's going to help them in their personal lives. Even if they end up, um, you know, just having kids and that's all they want to do, it's still going to help them and they will be able to teach their kids. Like, Mm-hmm. It's applicable in so many different ways. You can start your own business with that. Um, I've seen a lot of people start their own 3D printing businesses, even if they weren't necessarily what they considered to be technically minded. Yeah. So I, I think that uh, providing equal opportunity to all is extremely important, and especially emphasizing um, that minorities and girls can do it too. Yes, I love that. So I want to wrap up our podcast. Okay, and, I can talk. <laughs> yeah, but I want to wrap it up with a, a heavy question that okay. we will probably talk about forever. Okay. But I want to know what you would like to see for as for STEAM education in the future. Where would you like to see STEAM education go or STEM education? What would you like to see? Like, um, I don't know, five years, 50 years, whatever you want. Well, I would like to see the stats begin to balance out a little bit more, especially in the United States. Mm -hmm. So um, for another quote I have, (laughs) according to Catalyst, in uh, 2014-15, women of color earned a small percentage of bachelor's degrees across all STEM fields. So black women had 2.9%, Latinas had 3.6%, and Asian women had 4.8%. That is incredibly small. Incredibly small. And so... I really would like to see a shift in the diversity and in the people who are in the STEAM careers and who are leaders in the STEAM careers. Mm -hmm. Um, I really want to see more representation from people and especially even more opportunity to be able to um, have their voices heard. And um, I would like everyone to kind of understand that STEAM is a very diverse, you know, subject or subjects um which is the big reason behind the books in showing a ton of different steam careers and drawings of the kids doing the steam careers mm-hmm. um but yeah i would really like kids to understand i can do that because um i know even when i was younger i was like oh wow that's it's a bit daunting the technical career i'm like i really enjoy it but it's still like people put so much pressure on it to be the, the smartest thing ever and it's everyone is smart in a different way. Yep. And everyone has different talents. And I think using steam to embrace your talents and hone in on them, uh, will allow people, uh, will allow it as a whole to diversify 
and for people to find what they actually love doing. Yeah. yeah. I had an amazing <laughs> professor when I was in college. His, mm-hmm. his name was Dr. Jonathan White when I was at Bridgewater State in Massachusetts. And he, uh, he said a quote, and it has stuck in my head since the day he said it. And he mm-hmm. said, find something that you love and become an expert in it. And yeah. you can absolutely do that in, st- in STEAM and STEM. You can mm-hmm. find there, it's just, there's so many opportunities and it's so oh, yeah. widespread. A chef is in a STEAM field. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, A farmer is working in STEM, STEM education and right. an engineer, obviously. Like there's yeah. the obvious careers, but there's also um, the careers that people don't think about that are STEAM. And, and that's what always surprises the kids when I talk to them about just the different career opportunities and different pathways that they can take. They're like, what? How is farming STEM? Or how right. is STEM? And because um, they think it's more you're building or you're um, creating or something like that. And, right. and his quote, Dr. Jonathan White's quote has always mm-hmm. kind of stuck with me. And especially now as a teacher, I like to say it often to the kids because, you know, they're so passionate about so many different things and, and you really can create whatever career path or whatever career is out there. Because in this day and age, I mean, who like the opportunities are really endless. We have so many resources at our fingertips and mm-hmm. the kids can, do what like you did you were um homeschooled and you realized how much you were interested in in this topic and you went for it and you said earlier that you taught yourself a lot of it well a lot of kids go home and they teach themselves what they're passionate about and yeah I just uh, I could talk about this forever same I started a newsletter to allow parents to teach kids about STEAM at home Mm -hmm. um I think is a lot of fun. I let my students uh, write a lot of the newsletter articles and stuff. And um, I've reached, I think over 800, is it now? Uh, parents in my community. That's uh, awesome. Which is super cool. But yeah, like STEAM careers, I'm working on writing an article about it. Um, my friend and I are. Uh, so there's careers like a uh, music data journalist, a roller coaster engineer, storm tracker, medical illustrator. Like these are so cool. So cool. Don't talk about them. And yeah. I see more people, you know, uh, talk about it. And even I think what does a really good job is maker fairs do a great yes. job of highlighting uh, little known uh, STEAM careers. And uh, yeah, I, I encourage everyone listening to um, go to a maker fair if you haven't. They are so much fun. They're they are so much fun. Oh my gosh. They're Even nice. just going by yourself is cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like yeah. Uh, a lot of people have asked me, they're like, oh, is it um, just like uh, a craft show? I'm like, no. No, it's so it much is. more. Oh my gosh, it's wild. I'm hopeful to teach shop <laughs> at one soon, but we will see. I have limited funding. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I want you to tell um, everyone how to get in touch with you. Um, Tell, tell us what your website is. And I feel like people listening to this are going to want to know how to get their hands on your coloring books and your robot too. So let's hear that. So I offer um, free downloadable um, limited versions of the books to everyone. Um, I send a lot of the printed books to the teams I work with, but um, you can find out more information about that at www.steamconnection.org, which is my organization. 
And uh, from there, you can learn more about the robot. You can learn more about the books. And also, let me find my other link. Ha, ha, ha. One second. Also, <laughs> if you want to learn more about um, what I'm up to, some of the features I've been in, my LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, my blog that I write, the apparel <laughs> I've launched, <laughs> um, you can um, go to uh, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash uh, Danielle Boyer. Awesome. So, uh, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E-B-O-Y-E-R. So, yeah. Um, I, I will put of- all these links, to up in the episode notes as well. Okay. I can email them to you, too. Oh, um, honey, I, I searched you all online. I got all these links. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did some major sleuthing before we got, it, we got together to on this podcast. <laughs> it, it's good to know that Google is working. <laughs> And pushing the stuff because sometimes I, I will Google myself admittedly and can't find anything. <laughs> so it's good to know that you found it. Um, yeah, uh, if you guys want to check out more about what I'm up to, which is quite a bit admittedly, or you'd like to read my Steam blog, I put out a lot of um, fun things about what I'm up to. I need to post one soon. <laughs> but um, you can check that out there and also at the steamconnection.org. Yeah. Perfect. And Thank if anyone time. wants to get in touch with me, I'm at steamuptheclassroom.com and I'm very active on Twitter, steamupthecLSRM. Danielle, this has been amazing. I have absolutely loved yeah. talking with you and I, awesome. I want you back on the pod. I want to hear yeah. what you're up to um, you know, in the future. I feel like really world domination is just <laughs> going to end up. <laughs> fun um but thank you so much for having me i honestly you do such a great job and your content is always so interesting so thank you oh thank you all right danielle um we'll we'll keep in touch thank you so much